Welcome back to another episode of Nach Daily. Today we're learning the second chapter of Megillus Esther. Essentially, three things happen in this parak. One, Ahasuerus' search for a new queen. Two, how Esther becomes queen. And three, how Mordechai saves Ahasuerus' life. The previous parak ended with Vashti's death. Now this parak opens with, Sometime after this, King Ahasuerus' anger abated. He thought of Vashti and what she had done and what had been decreed against her. Rashi and the Ibn Ezra explain after the effects of the wine wore off, he remembered her beauty, while the Mabam relates how he wasn't remorseful. He remembered what he did to Vashti, and now he would be able to advance his mania to become an absolute ruler. The Ramad Wali notes, Hashem had put into the heart of Ahasuerus to remember Vashti. This was part of Hashem's way of setting the stage for the Jews to be saved. If not for this, the beauty pageant wouldn't have happened and Esther not been queen. Moving on, the king's advisors advised him to gather up all the beautiful young women and hold a beauty pageant to choose who he wants to be the new queen. Haggai, who was a eunuch, was to be the guardian over the women to take care of the cosmetic needs. Now in verse 5 through 7, the Megillah interrupts itself with an introduction to Mordechai and Esther. It says, In the capital of Shushan, there lived a Jew by the name of Mordechai, son of Yair, son of Shimi, son of Kish, a Benyaminite. Interestingly, it should be noted that even though Mordechai was from the tribe of Benjamin, he was still called an Ish Yehudi, a man from Yehuda. All of us are called Jews from the tribe of Yehuda, even though we may have been from other tribes. So Mordechai, we see at that time period, was also called a Yehudi, a Jew. The well-known Gemara in Megillah 12b, the son of Yari, refers to the fact that he illuminated the eyes of Yisrael with Tefillah. Son of Shimi, Hashem Shama heard his Tefillah. Son of Kish, meaning he banged open the gates of heaven with his tefillahs. We see how all three references to Mordechai have to do with tefillah. In fact, Mordechai's name comes from Mordror, which was one of the good-smelling spices in the incense, which was symbolic for tefillah. Because Mordechai was able to accomplish what he did through the power of prayer. So too, each and every single one of us need to learn from Mordechai HaTzadik how much we need to strengthen ourselves with the most powerful weapon of all, prayer, to speak to Hashem our own words every single day to tell God what's on our minds, to thank Him and ask Him for our needs. This was one of the reasons why Purim is such a special day for tefillah. Whoever sticks out their hand, you must give them. Certainly it's true with tefillah when we stick out our hands in tefillah to Hashem. This was one of the great lights Mordechai revealed in the world. The Ha'aris Mordechai HaTzadik comes down every year on Purim. Moving on to the Megillah, it says, Asher Hagla Yerushalayim Im Hagola Asher Im Yechanya who had been exiled from Jerusalem with the group who were exiled along with King Yehochaniah of Judah, whom King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon had exiled. The Gemara in Megillah 13a explains Mordechai wasn't forced to leave Eretz Yisrael. He actually exiled himself from Yerushalayim in order to go down to help Am Yisrael. Sefer Mishpazo Zahav adds, in a similar vein, Yirmiyah Hanavi did the same as well when he left Eretz Yisrael to gather Jews to come back to the land. We get a glimpse into Mordechai's greatness, how he sacrificed himself and left the Holy Land to guide the Jewish nation in their time of need. His selfless nature is the precise role of the true tzaddikim in every generation. Additionally, it's worth noting again how the Megillah pays its respects to Yushalayim. Again, as an overtone, all this happened because the Jews did not return to Eretz Yisrael when they had the chance to. Moving on, Mordechai had raised Hadassah, who was also known 
as Esther, who was an orphan. But the Gemara in Megillah 13a interjects Mordechai had married Esther to indicate she wasn't really wasn't really raised as his daughter. In Psukim 8 through 20, it describes in great detail the selection process and how Achashverosh would prepare and select women, which ultimately led to Esther being chosen because a chutzel chesed, a strand of chesed, surrounded her. As per direct instruction of Mordechai, Esther had kept her birthplace and nationality secret from Achashverosh, while Mordechai would frequent the courtyard to find out about Esther's well-being. Typically, after a woman was anointed for 12 months, she would be able to bring with her whatever she wants to bring to the king. However, Esther chose not to ask for any additional material items beyond what Haggai recommended. Achashverosh uh, fell in love with Esther, crowned her as the new royal queen, had a party and lowered taxes in her honor. Again, Esther was careful not to divulge the secret of her true identity. In Psukim 21 through 23, which is the end of the parakel, switched gears to show how Mordechai saved Achashverosh's life. Being Mordechai would frequent the king's gate for Esther. He overheard Big Son and Seresh planning to assassinate the king. Mordechai told Esther about the planned assassination. She told Achashverosh and Mordechai's name. Big Son and Seresh were then hung, while Achashverosh recorded the good Mordechai did for him in the book of Chronicles, which was essentially his diary. A quick word on Big Son and Seresh. The Sefer Mishmazozov explains, Big Son and Seresh were planning to planning the assassination because they wanted to be worse for the Jews. They figured Esther was Jewish because after all, Mordechai, the head of the Sanhedrin, was coming to the royal palace every day. And on top of that, Esther wouldn't say where she was from. So they figured if they kill Achashverosh, people would automatically blame the Jews because they will see Esther was Jewish, which is why Mordechai kept showing up. They rationed the next logical step would be for people to kill Mordechai and create a huge massacre of Jew, Jews. But once again, Hashem saves the day, he planted Mordechai to overhear and foil their plans, which ultimately led to Mordechai's rise to power. Stay tuned to the next Nach Daily when we'll be learning about Haman's rise to power. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful day.